Here, on earlier episodes of Technology Together, we have heard from faculty and researchers about the value of interdisciplinary approach to design, analyze, and teach technology. So we were also curious to explore how students view interdisciplinarity when it comes to learning about technology. So in this episode, we have with us four engineering students, Aditya, Arushi, Neeta, and Nitin, who share their experiences of taking social science courses as part of their engineering education. We discuss what they learn, how they connect it with their core curriculum, and how it shapes their outlook towards technology's role in society at large. Hi, I'm Vidisha, your host for today's episode of Technology Together, a podcast from IIIT Bangalore that nurtures pluralistic conversations on how digital technologies can work better for a complex society with diverse needs. Today we are going to discuss, so all of you are coming from our integrated Masters of Technology program and most of you have taken or been exposed to social science courses. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss your experience with these courses and how it has made any impact on the way you think about. And maybe you can start by saying that uh, all of you can start addressing by talking a little bit about what was your first exposure to humanities and social science courses in the Institute and uh, coming from a tech background, what was your initial reaction? That was there a sense of discomfort or like, why do we have to do this? Why is it important for me? Those kind of questions. So we'll start with that. So I'm Nitin. So I have done quite a few HSS courses in college. Yeah, my first exposure to HSS courses is probably the history of ideas course taken by Professor Bidisha. And I think that was in the third semester. So at that point of time, I was just keen on working on my programming skills and other technical stuff like web dev, competitive programming. Those were like pretty hyped up when I was in my third semester. Everyone was doing that. So even I wanted to do that. And this is what I thought college was all about, you know, just improving my technical skills so that I can get a good job. So yeah, that's pretty much what I thought initially. So when I first did a HSS course, that was HOI, History of Ideas, there was a big resistance, of course. I found it to be a bit irrelevant. So I didn't even pay much attention in class. I'm sorry, mom. But when I started to read the course material for the exam, I realized that I do like this stuff, especially I think we had a session on Marxist theory and that I really liked and because of that I started liking HSS courses but I still did not get that connection with technology at this point but the actual awakening that I got about the true relevance of HSS in an engineering degree was in my sixth semester when I took the digital sociology course. Because of this, I realized that HOI was a course that made me start looking at the social realm differently in a rather critical viewpoint. And that's important because it paved the way to understanding how the technical impact the social realm. Yeah, so my first brush with HSS as such was with economics. So economics felt fine. It felt normal. It felt close to everything that we'd been doing earlier. It was still, I don't know if this is the nicest way to say it, but it was still logical. There was still math involved and it was all rigorous. So it all made sense. So economics was fun and it was nice. After that, the next course we had was History of Ideas with HSS. And that's where the resistance really started. I mean, compared to other colleges and their HSS courses, I felt the ones we had were much better. They were still much more relevant. 
I wasn't um, looking at history of random things. I wasn't looking at the history of war. So as courses on history go, history of ideas felt, it felt like it could be something really interesting. And unlike Nitin, I didn't really look at the readings because what I really dislike about HSS is people write a lot. And because, so with other logical things like computer science or economics, you have maths to represent what the ideas you have. And you can represent them in a really nice, concise way. But you don't have something like that with, say, sociology or Marxism. There's no mathematical model for that. So all the readings were huge because people need to describe in detail every idea they had. But what I did really enjoy was the classes and the discussions we had. And initially, uh, I did feel a lot of resistance against it. It felt very weird. It was completely different from any of the other courses we looked at. And some of the ideas right away didn't make sense. So I remember in class, at least having a lot of arguments about, you know what, that's not the way it should be done. I, I don't think that's right. But over time, you start getting used to it. You start getting, you start understanding the ideas that are there. And then you actually start understanding the impact this has on the other things I've been doing on, say, the technological front, because that's what maybe most people in our college look at. So hi, I'm Arushi. I mean, I just completed my third year. So basically my sixth semester. My first interaction with HSS course was the economics course that I had in my first semester. It was nice, although I did not expect it. I I wasn't really expecting to have an economics course in a technical institute. I really enjoyed uh, that course. That course did become one of my favorite course in the first semester. And I enjoyed the thought process. I enjoyed the logical reasoning and everything that went with it. So that I like. Then I think came the history of ideas course. I think I kind of had this mentality that it's history. It's not something that makes too much sense to me. It's not something that I like. So I did not put too much efforts into it. I, I would zone out a lot in classes. Somehow it would creep that it's history. Like my brain would by default go to the place that it's history. It's it's not something you like. You don't need to pay too much attention. But then I did start trying to at least attend. And after the discussions increased, I realized I did enjoy the discussion. So I tried paying some attention, some efforts. And I think as soon as I got into that mode where I was trying, the pandemic hit and we came back to our homes. And I think again, and I think at that point, I kind of then gave up on the course because the thing I liked most was the discussions and they decreased significantly when the institute was in the online mode. So like I was trying to get better in that course, but due to the circumstances, I could not. Then in my last semester, I had the HCI course, that's human and computer interaction course. So that is the course which I really enjoyed. It talked about design and the whole design process. So I felt it was still very related to technology and because design is an important part of technology, knowing about design and how to go about the whole process, the steps that go into it, the psychological thoughts that go into it, it was all very interesting to know. So that I felt was very relevant. So there was no such major resistance in that as well. However, I think the most resistance I faced was when it came to the digital sociology course. It completely changed the way I thought. I was not ready to think about technology, about society in a way that this course forced me to think. It made me question everything, not just technology or things related to technology, but even outside that, how society works, how different people in different parts of society have different perspective, have different experiences. And it was really difficult for me to uh, get in my comfort zone in that subject because it involved a lot of thinking that I hadn't uh, done before. For me, before this technology or anything 
if you ask me was about a lot about uh, advantages disadvantages talking about what's good about it or what's bad but after attending this course i realized that's just not it the main thing about anything is to be able to ask questions to be able to think why they are what made them the way they are how did they come to be how do they affect society and so many other things and it just took me a really long time to get comfortable but once i got it was one of the best courses I've had till now. Hello everyone. So I'm Neeta and I just finished my third year and I would say my experience with uh, HSS is like started slightly early because my uh, father comes from a humanities background and he's a civil servant. So I would say that I was exposed to the kind of stereotypes and inequalities that exist within a society at a fairly young age. and the solutions to such problems almost seem too simple to me at that age like uh, there's this discrimination happening so it's like don't do it so it's like such simple solutions so uh, why, why can't they do it and uh, at that my dad just used to laugh and tell me that it's much more complicated than that and today i can say that i have a little more understanding of what he meant when he said that that day So, so my first interaction like a formal education with hss would be the history of ideas courses that i took in my second year and i was introduced to these sociologists that i've never heard of before with these ideas that i've really really struggled to understand the relevance of their ideas to the present scenario so i was a little skeptical about those i have tried arguing about it and i just struggled some what with that course because for me when i learn something i like to like draw parallels to what is like the current scenario going on in this world so that part was a little difficult for me but then in third year when i took the uh, digital sociology course my entire perspective just changed all those sociologists that i did not understand before in the hoi course i started drawing parallels to what they said when they discussed michael foucault i literally did not understand the relevance but then as i was writing my final term paper for the digital sociology course i had chosen surveillance and then i just could draw parallels between michael foucault's panopticon and like how that is relevant like to this day and like i just started drawing a lot of parallels from a lot of sociologists that i previously did not understand before and how like they are very much relevant to this day and that's one of the reasons why digital sociology was obviously very grueling because it forced us to think outside because initially we were just focused especially it kind of linked technology to society which i did not have any idea about and it made things more clear for me like initially when we were making all these uh, technologies we were just like this is working and we our classmates and our professors can use it but it helped me understand stand like there are other people out there who might not find it as friendly or as easy to navigate so it helped me understand that and kind of restructure how the technology works so that it will be easy for everybody to navigate because as 
all of you say that your core interest is engineering right and so technical skills and as aditya said i understand the language of mathematics and the way they are taught so you're looking for that kind of uh, there is a style of teaching there is a style of addressing the problem in hand so in terms of hss courses that you have experienced so far do you see that there is a difference in the way they are taught like pedagogically they are taught very differently and the second thing is that how would you define the way they approach technology because after all they are all part of your engineering curriculum so there is conversations about technology so how different they are in terms of the way they approach technology from your other courses and your core disciplines yeah and there's definitely a difference between the way we approach technology itself in hss courses and in the other technical courses so in the in mainstream engineering courses we don't really think about the impacts of the technology in the social space right we just focus on optimized ways or we have to first learn how to approach this problem for example if it's data structures then we learn about data structures then and do we use these in algorithms etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's a disconnect between the technical and the social space here right but in hss courses we think about the mediation of the technical and the social so the way we think is completely different here what is the impact of a certain technology in society and if we are using for any kind of data does it have any bias that's another example and how would we view tech how would technology be perceived under different lenses like gender caste etc so the way we think itself is completely different i would say between these engineering courses and the hss courses and i also feel that hss courses are a little more open ended and there are certain frameworks for going about it but they might not be as rigid as the technical ones so maybe i think this is because there's a little more subjectivity in hss courses so this makes us think more and think in a very critical manner so basically what i observed was that uh, other engineering courses generally focused more on incorporating technological implementation and innovation into our lives whereas hss courses are more structured in a way that forces us to think about the state of our social and political settings like rather than discussing the pros and cons and how technology here acts more like an extension of these settings rather than as a tool that helps resolve these issues this was especially eye opening for me because i always thought of technology as a tool that can mitigate pre existing biases for example when the lpg cylinder booking became digitized i thought that the process became much easier because this made maintaining databases easier and reduced the scope of bribery but then i failed to recognize that my grandparents were facing an issue with this owing to the digital divide hss course personally helped me realize that the scale realize a scale of many such problems which affect people differently under different circumstances and this might be on grounds of class gender caste religion literacy to name a few 
Yeah, I mean, the way I'd think about this is that I don't think it makes sense to compare standard engineering courses with the kind of HSS courses that we took. Because in those engineering courses, the idea is to create something which is optimal and which does its job perfectly from an algorithmic standpoint. So you want it to be as fast as possible. You want to make sure it doesn't make mistakes. It's very accurate. So the focus in engineering as such is really just to be as optimal as possible and make something that's good that lasts long you need different kind of people looking at these two problems because they're not the same but having these sort of hss courses in an institute where you're primarily training engineers is crucial because it sort of helps you helps the people designing the, these technologies be more aware of the other issues that they need to look at so if there's anything that they can do to incorporate these ideas of how gender or how age impacts a particular technology if they can do it at the design stage itself without someone else having to come and tell them what to do after it's deployed and then people realizing, oh, wait, this doesn't work. I think that's really important. In short, what I feel is for a technical course, there is a problem and most of the times there is a solution. In a social science course, and mostly I'm talking about digital sociology since that was the last course I took, it has a lot of problems and there are no specific solutions. There are just questions about everything feel and the difference between them. So just as an example, when I started the HCI course, it was broadly focused on design. But when we started, we started by doing a user evaluation of an app. So basically, we just interviewed a few of our friends and made them use an app to see how usable it is. Uh, while the results were interesting, the main thing we learned was uh, there was a huge difference what uh, between what people say they will do versus what they actually do. So this became something very important in our course that never trusts what the user says but trust what they do. And even when I was conducting research for my project in the HCI course, I would sometimes ask the user whether they would use a certain feature or not, whether a certain feature was useful to them. And at that point in an interview, they would agree that yes, it is useful, I will use it. But when I actually put them in the situation where they had to use it, most of the times they did not. So it made me realize how there are so many other factors, psychological factors or situational factors that make people behave differently. Even their position in society, the kind of places they come from make people use the app or interact with technology in such a different manner than the uh, rest of the people. And this is something that is not really taken in consideration when we talk about a strictly technological course. So I'll just pick up the thread from where Arushi ended that now that you have this understanding that the technologies and the way people interact with technology are really sometimes shaped by multiple factors and it's very difficult to sometimes establish a causality that if this is the reason people would use a particular technology or in what exact way they would use a technology. So my question would be that now that when you go back to your core courses, your technical courses, any of you have tried to incorporate this HSS courses that you're talking about to incorporate in the kind of research that you're doing or maybe one of you had an idea of uh, some sort of innovation anything that you think that has contributed in your technical skills that how you build as as Arushi said that in an HCI course when she's trying to design an app she would not have thought about some of these issues so do you have examples that where you think that these have contributed to your 
core skills well i don't have any examples off the top of my head of how this has directly impacted anything i've created but i mean i know without a doubt it has had an impact on the way i look at things so i sort of started changing my focus with technology or the kind of things that i started looking at changed i started moving more towards using computational models of human behavior to do things and to help see if that can be used to help improve technology yeah, so it's not directly linked to this but i guess it's the ideas that we had or the discussions that we had in all our classes that prompted me to start looking at that as an area so one thing that i really started taking away from this is the importance of equal representation in the group of people designing something you need to have people across all kinds of genders all kinds of races so that they bring in their impacts their stories and you use those ideas to help design better tools yeah, for me personally i would say i've had a rather more direct impact as well as an indirect impact so the direct impact for me was that because of the exposure into hss courses that i've had i gained an interest in politics and social sciences in general so i tried to find ways where i can use my technical skills in the social science domain so this there's this whole field called computational social science which does basically this using data for certain social science problems itself so yeah currently i am working on a project at the web sciences lab which deals with analytics driven policy support systems so yeah i think that was a direct impact in that i gained an interest in social sciences and i wanted to try and see how to use my technical skills in this space that was one but from a rather more technical view itself i was involved in developing a device called the tactile audio gallery which is basically a tactile to audio device for visually impaired students to study graphical diagrams so i think this is a good use case for where something like the hci course would come into picture because if we don't think about the design aspect then we are building something which can't be used by the intended audience itself so there's a lot of things to take into consideration other than just the technical aspects of it like where would you place certain buttons or how would you make make it as user friendly as possible for the visually impaired student itself who are all the parties involved like there's a content creator there is a the end user itself and there is a mediator in the middle who helps these visually impaired students to study these diagrams etc etc there's a lot of things involved over here so these hss courses i would say would help in the design process as well as even aditya mentioned so continuing on what nitin said uh, just this is an example that i directly got from the hci course in the last few days of the course we were actually working on how we can make our websites and technology more accessible so we used various tools but one of them was a screen reader which basically blanked the screen and you had to navigate through it like how a person who was visually impaired might do using that made me realize how different how difficult it is for them to navigate through a website if it is not designed properly then we looked at a lot of various other design ideas and formats and various other things that we can incorporate in our websites so that it's properly accessible to visually impaired hearing impaired and people of all fields so i think this is just one very direct example because i know for sure that next time any time i'm designing a website or any technology i will be sure to keep this in mind and design something which is accessible to them 
basically like the impact on me was more indirect as in i started understanding why technological courses emphasis on uh, making the implementation more lightweight and faster this logical explanation i found from sociology course is about the internet penetration rate so that is not up to the par and on top of that even within those who have access to internet the broadband speed greatly varies so by having the service be like more uh, lightweight and faster it helps people from places where the broadband speed is not fast to access the resources same as those living in a place where the uh, internet speed is good and these days obviously all of us have heard about covin right i was reading a couple of articles and i have also tried using that interface and i have seen that there's no accessibility for the visually impaired there's no proper keyboard settings and the captcha is not audio based so that's excluding the visually impaired and on top of that the language support was initially started in english that is again alienating people who speak other regional languages who do not have as good command over the language so this was added after like complaints about this was raised and uh, apart from that there was also the issue of only people who are really fast with technology being able to get the slots because it at the end became just like whoever is the fastest gets the slot so this puts those who are not as familiar with the technology at a higher risk of not getting a vaccination slot in time Yeah I think covid it's very hard to get a vaccine in India right now if you don't have a phone if you don't have internet access and yeah so if you're living in a city and you don't know how to use your phone it's very hard to get it Yeah I think this very discussion about covid that we are having right now is a testament to the courses that we have had we can think in these ways majorly because of the courses like digital sociology etc etc so I think that's a very good case study as well So I'm just stitching together some of the responses, not just to this question, but throughout the things that all of you said. That one thing that your discomfort or resistance or even uh, you know struggle with some of the HSS courses that they are not very straightforward in the sense that there is a very this is the problem and this is the solution mapping and they leave you with more questions than answers, right? So do you think that even in the context of the COVID, that the example that uh, you guys were talking about do you think that more than you know one aspect of it is about designing the app better making it more accessible and all that but do you think even the fact that you know such an idea that we need to have a technological solutions or an application which is reliant on technology for a vaccination in the moment of uh, such a crisis do you also see that as problematic or are you able to see that whole approach rather than you know focusing on just how this can be done better or how this can be made more and more effective and useful and usable any of you does this question cross your mind that why this is an approach that we even took what i'm trying to get at is this idea or fascination with technology that you know think of it as something which is magical think of it as something which is like a kind of like you know have magical power to solve our problems do you now being engineers coming into an engineering program some of you are going to graduate soon 
that are you able to question that now yeah i think so yeah i think uh, more and more recently everyone's answer to every problem is build an app for it that's the only thing people think works i mean there are a lot of things that you can do without tech as well i mean technology does add barriers using any app does build walls but at the end of the day it becomes a trade off between what you gain from it and what you lose from it so i think it's also important to balance them but and also try to maybe shift those trade offs a little with whatever we know about technology so yeah i i do see myself looking more often into whether we actually did need a technical solution for that uh, i know people love building apps and think that they always work yeah other than covid even in normal examples i think the lure of technology kind of blindsides us technology probably is the most efficient way to keep a hold of things you know management and efficiently distributing stuff keeping track of how many okay vaccines have been rolled out etc so i think the lure of tech is something that is very hard to escape and the only way we can kind of ground ourselves is to be aware of the trade offs as well like uh, aditya mentioned and there has to be work done in bridging the trade offs tech is a good solution for things but it shouldn't come at the cost of inequal benefits while i agree with what both of you said i think at a time where vaccine getting vaccinated becomes a matter of life and death putting all the pressure on technology is unfair to people who are not well versed with technology i remember the house help that i have he came up to me and asked me to book a slot for him because he did not know how to and i was busy with my exams and i could not book for him and it took around a month for me to give time and book for him and while i did book for him what about him his family and the other people in their family so i think it was easy for me to book a slot but at some place it's very difficult for them if it's entirely dependent on technology because that makes them dependent on someone else who is good with technology to do this for them i do not know of a solution that would have helped but putting all this pressure on technology and making it such that only if you are good with technology you would get the privilege of having vaccinated is something that should not have been there so no i before we just get into because i think the pandemic and the vaccination is a very real issue that we are all going through now uh, i just think that you know rather than making it about this particular covid thing i was just curious that i come from a social science background and i look at technology more from the lens of a social scientist so that's why i was just curious to understand from all of you because you are on the other side like we are looking at the same thing but from very different sides so in exchanges like exchange at the level of ideas exchange at the level of even operationalize these ideas how optimistic all of you are in terms of the interbreeding or the cross breeding that is possible all of you said that they are very different the way they approach a problem is very different what they are trying to also address are very different do you think that when we introduce this kind of courses in the engineering education in future maybe we will listen to each other more rather than trying to defend our disciplines and the validity or the sanctity of our disciplines to each other instead of trying to do that uh, will we be more amenable to listen to each other and try to see that how we can mend these gaps in the way we think about or even look at technology well i guess those gaps are always going to be there and it's also important to have them there because you want people looking 
at it from different points of view you want them to be fighting you want people to disagree with each other and have them telling each other that they're stupid for doing things that way but what's important is you have these arguments you actually have a platform for people to have these discussions anything you make anything that's going out in public it needs to consist of a group of people of multiple disciplines and i think a lot of places have already started doing that so will, will that gap ever go away i don't think it will and i don't think it should i think what's more important is having a table where you can fight you can argue you do discuss with each other and then actually come up with an amicable solution which takes care of what both these parties are saying because i think that's where the real end goal should be not everyone you know saying oh you're so sweet or oh, you're so sweet let's just do many of you said that these courses make you think also a lot like their ideas were somewhat shook you out of your comfort zone made you question a lot so beyond technology also like i understand that all of you are trying to be engineers but there is also a life beyond that right so how would you say that this aspect not so much maybe these courses per se or anything specific from these courses but the fact that now you have been exposed to a world of asking difficult questions and asking questions about a very small little things around you do you think that has a impact on the way you look at things in general in life like the way you look at your own choices the way you look at your own decisions in life or you can even talk about any existential crisis that uh, these courses might have had an impact Yeah well I think they did change like I said before the way I look at a lot of things um one thing I do remember we had a discussion about in class was reservations and how I think parts of that don't make sense we had these discussions about equality and equity but essentially the thing is beyond tech as well it changed the way I look at things it changed my notion about what's fair what's not fair what's right what's not right it made me have a lot more fights with my parents about their opinions versus mine I became much more informed both my parents are engineers so they look at things in just one particular way and i didn't agree with them on a lot of things anymore yeah so it changed it became fun and i think what i realized more and more is the importance of having a lot of equal representation one example i can think of is my approach to women in tech i always said that there are women in my college they have the same opportunities that i do so why is it important to have reservations for them or have separate sessions only for women in tech and what i began to realize is that i'm never actually going to know what it is like to be a woman in tech because i've never had those challenges i've never faced any of those questions i've never had to deal with any of that so no matter how much i read about it i'll never be able to have the exact same experiences and the exact same ideas that women who were in tech with me taking courses with me would have so yeah so it's changed my opinions about how i look at things like that for example i understand i feel it's more important to actually keep reservations have people working together and essentially it's not made me really have a lot of existential crises but maybe made me more hopeful about how things can actually get better like aditya mentioned so women in tech is like this hot topic right now like women have these opportunities or scholarships and all that and i see my classmates every time trying to argue with me about that like uh, you are studying in the same class you get the same opportunities that we do you can apply for the common ones as well as the women only ones that's not fair and all and uh, they're not ready to digest that and then initially i just uh, couldn't find any 
anything exactly to explain it to them what it is like these subtle microaggressions that we face on a daily basis but then this social sciences kind of made me research on these topics like kind of incentivized me to do that and then i found out like these biases in these hiring algorithms which were basically uh, giving them a lower score as soon as they detect that word women in that because like previously the number of women in the tech space were lesser so women's resume is just automatically started getting rejected this was amazon's algorithm till like some 2017 or something and it almost became like in the even the high level positions there are very less number of women and even if there is a woman there it was like okay now you have a woman in a position so now women's quota is enough we are not like against women it became more of a quota to be filled and so just continuing on what neeta said for one of my essays in the digital sociology course i was looking at data gaps and it was so surprising for me to look at some of the statistics not all of them were related to technology but a lot of them affected women in drastic ways uh, just first example the major symptoms of heart attack that we have the pain in the left hand or something they were made from a men's point of view so the symptoms that women have can be different and a lot of times heart attacks in women are not discovered because doctors or the medical profession are not ready to accept that they have a heart attack till they do not have the same symptoms that they have even this was one example even when any technology is made uh, till few years back cars were made then cars were made and their trials were run they were made on mostly an average male and height and body postures according to them which made the cars comparative really unsafe for women passengers even a lot of medicines were designed keeping in mind average male and less inclusion of women made it unsafe for them to consume some of the medicines so these were some examples and when i looked more into this when i researched more i realized that these biases exist everywhere and these are not intentional biases no one is no one is going and deliberately excluding women but it's just the way the data has been collected the number of data collected on women is so much less than men and this affects women in so many ways this was one addition to the point that neeta talked about hiring algorithms after this i just realized how different it is for men and women at some spaces even when aditya said that he could not relate to what women go on day to day lives so during one of the discussion in our digital sociology class one of my classmate mentioned in class we were talking about some topic and he mentioned a comment that i do not feel that there is any difference between the opportunities or between uh, whatever goes on in everyday life of a woman and a man in the campus for him the experience he has is same to what experience i have and this shifted my perspective because for me since the start what i have been going through i feel is completely different from what guys go through and i realize that a lot of time men are not deliberately excluding women they just don't know how different their experiences can be to ours and i think this goes in the same way for a lot of other societal what is that word <laughs> sorry issues so even other like i cannot relate to what people of other caste feel or what people of other class might feel summarize what all of you are saying is that it somehow made you count your privileges and then be aware of the privileges that whether those privileges comes in the form of gender whether those privileges come in the form of class or education whatever it is 
it kind of made you aware and understand that you have certain privileges and be aware of then other context or other people do not are you know do not have the same as you yeah. and and that's very important especially when when you're creating engineers who you want to go and design tech that impacts the rest of the world and these ideas are not something you're going to pick up in a class on say algorithms or a particular kind of deep learning approach those are important to i mean they're extremely important and useful to have but i think it's also important to have these sort of you know just looking at things in a different way yeah it really did open up a lot of different questions and yeah made me realize like you said a lot a lot of the privileges that i actually do have i have another point to add moving away from this side of things it also exposed a whole other facet of technology to me now the way i view technology is very different i don't see it as a mere utility to myself rather as it's a standalone node in this network that society is because of how tech is subsumed in our lives so right now if i see an alexa i don't just see how alexa is i wouldn't say serving me but yeah you get point is helping me out but also how alexa is probably using my data to shape someone's opinion and at the same way how my opinion is getting shaped by tech itself it's no longer a one way street in my eyes now it's the way i see it tech is shaping us the very way we are shaping tech and i think this was a huge eye opener great for me. so i think uh, nitin we will take that statement of yours as a you know a wrapping up theme that what doing this social science courses uh, humanities courses so one thing is that you know it made you realize that in ways in which it's not just about technology shaping and what technology can do for the society but to also understand how it's it's more as you said it's a two way street how it mutually shape each other and it's really important to understand that this symbiosis of the relationship or this co-constitution and also the fact that i'm glad that all of you mentioned this that it also made you aware beyond the technology beyond being your you know engineer self it also made you kind of question things question your own point of views in life question your own perspectives in life and uh, you know look at things from a different perspective altogether like make you more reflexive about your own choices and own uh, endeavors so great so thank you thank you so much all of you for joining in today in this conversation we'll continue this conversations beyond this thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast this is bidisha signing off and we will be back soon with another episode exploring how we can shape the vision of technology together